Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. Can we do that for a moment? Come on, he's faithful. He deserves to hear the praises of his people. I don't know about you, but I want to be his today. I don't want to be my own vessel. I don't want to be of myself, but I want to be of Jesus Christ. I want him to look at me and know that I belong to him today. Amen. And he loves to hear the praises and the worship of guess who? His people. His people. You know who that is? That's us. That's us. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're born again of water and spirit. You're a child of God. Now you belong to him. When you're born in this world, naturally, you're not of him. You're of the world. But when you're born again of water and spirit, you're not of the world no more. You're of him. It's not Andy Gregg. It's Andy Gregg, Jesus. I'm in his kingdom now. Amen. And I am his and he is mine. Amen. God is so good, isn't he? Don't you love what you feel tonight? You never know what you're going to miss when you don't make it to the house of God. Mm, I'm not going to preach, so I better move on. It's so easy to preach when you're not the guy preaching. You know that? You don't know that, but if some of you know that. Amen. Brother, Brother Hobby, say amen. Amen. This is night of worship. I don't know if y'all know this, but we do this every other Wednesday night in the back. Amen. Young people have been getting the Holy Ghost. God's been healing people. God has been doing great things. And I am just so excited that at Life Church, we've got young people that are on fire for God. Does that excite you? That excites me because the world is not relenting. The world is not giving up. The world is doing everything it can to pull them into destruction. But at Life Church, we've got a youth department that loves God, that's on fire for God and loves young people. And the young people, they're growing in God. I'm so excited about that. I want to say it's awesome to have Brother and Sister Elisadi here. We are so glad that they're here. They come in. They're here for a whole week. I wish they were here longer, but they're not. But they're here for a whole week. They're teaming up next to Sister Carter and uh, training, just encouraging, teaching. And I am just so thankful that my friend is here. We love you. We're so thankful. He is such a blessing. And it's good to have Brother Sister Lehman here as well. Brother Lehman, Sister Lehman, we love them. I want him to get ready. He's going to be preaching here tonight. We have a youth rally a Friday night. Invite everybody. You know, if you have a neighbor that has young people, invite them. Get them here. We're going to have a wonderful move of God. You know, the thing about God is he takes advantage of opportunities that we create. When we make an opportunity for God to do something, he'll show up and do it. We got to do our part so that God can do his part. And we're doing that at Life Church. We're having a youth rally Friday night. We're expecting God to fill young people with the Holy Ghost. We're expecting to baptize. We're expecting some healings. God is going to do it. And you know what young people need? They need deliverance. This world is full of bound people. And God, God is here to deliver. But the devil doesn't wait for you to become an adult to get you bound. When I was in Jamaica, we did a children's revival. I saw more children in that. We did 59, 59 children got the Holy Ghost that week. 59. And here, here's the thing. That's amazing what God did. But what blew my mind was how many children were possessed at the age of six years old. But the devil doesn't wait till oh, they're, they're 20. Now I can mess. No, the, the devil's after them 
as soon as they're on this earth. Amen. And we at Live Church, we've got to make every opportunity available for children, for young, for young adults, for teenagers, whoever it may be, for God to bring a deliverance because this world is full of bondage. But God, God is against it. God is a God of liberty, of separation, of strength, of liberty, deliverance. And I am just so thankful that God is doing what he's doing here today. And I'm thankful that every one of you are here today. Brother Lehman, I want you to come take your liberty. God is going to do wonderful things. Let's get behind him. This is a dear friend of mine. I've known him for many, many years. And I'm excited to hear what God has to say tonight. We love you. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is great to be in the house of the Lord tonight here in Tyler, Texas. And I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in this place. And uh, before I get started, I wanted to give honor to the Greg family, to Pastor Greg and Sister Greg. And uh, thank you for allowing us to come and to minister the word. And I believe that God is going to do great things. And God has been doing great things. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to try to hurry through this as quick as, as I can. But I know that God is in this place. I have felt him over the last week or two, like God has just been dealing with me. And I feel the power and presence of God in this place. And God has been doing miracles. I can feel miracles in the atmosphere. I know that God wants to do miracles in this church, in this place, tonight, in this time. God wants to touch your family, your friends, every person in Tyler, Texas. I believe God is calling and there's such a hunger here. As I was worshiping, I could just feel the hunger of God and I could feel the power of God and God wants to do the miraculous in this place. As I've prayed, you know, I, I felt God wants to speak to the church here and uh, I wanted to uh, open up. Let's Sorry here. All right, I believe that God has things for the church, and that's my message tonight is for the church. And uh, I'm going to start out in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3, if you want to go ahead and open up and turn there. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse three, it says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord and ourselves, your servants, Jesus sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined into our hearts to give light to the knowledge of the glory of God to the face of Jesus. I believe that God wants to shine. He doesn't want his word to be hid. Amen. The next passage of scripture that I wanted to turn to was the book of John chapter 15 and verse 16. It says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have ordained you. You should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whosoever ye shall ask in the Father 
in my name, he, may I give it to you. If there's anything that you need, if you ask him, he wants to give that to you. Amen. You may be seated here tonight. Before that passage of scripture, the very first part of it, it says, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring more, more fruit. I believe that God wants to bring more fruit to Tyler, to this church, and that there is, I can feel miracles in the atmosphere. I know that God has been doing great and mighty things, and he wants to do that here. Uh, I want to testify, and I want to build your faith, because I feel like God wants this church your faith to be built because God in the next several weeks, in the next year, there's vision that pastor has. I've spoke with him and I know that there's things that he has planned. And if you'll just submit to pastor and follow after him, God's heartbeat is on his life. He's got the direction that God wants for this church. And I believe that if you'll just submit yourself and follow after him, he's following after Christ. He is your shepherd. Amen. I know that we overcome, in the book of Revelations, it says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I know that there's miracles. I can feel miracles in the atmosphere. And the reason I keep saying that is because I believe God did great things here earlier. I could feel the power, the ministering angels. I could feel people just seeking after God, but God's not done. I believe that God wants to do more tonight. Amen. I wanted to share a couple quick testimonies that have happened through my life just to help increase and build your faith. And I promise you, God wants to move and do that. Amen. The first testimony I have, I grew up in church. I, I sat in the church pew, my, my parents pastored, and I got to experience a lot of different church services. I got to go to a lot of different camps, conventions, and it was pretty awesome because God is God and he's a healer. He's a way maker. And you get to go and experience all these different things. I've seen people get baptized in the name of Jesus. I've seen them get the Holy Ghost. But it's pretty cool because I can remember back uh, one of the first miracles that I ever seen. I was uh, at a, a church camp, and there was a, a guy who was preaching. I don't even remember his name. And he was preaching, and right in the middle of his sermon, he walked right down on the floor with everybody, and he pointed to somebody. He called him out, and he said, hey, God wants to do something in your life. And he knew who that person was, but he said, Shane, and uh, he said, God wants to confirm some things to you. Shane, just a week or two before, had been struck by lightning. And when he got struck by lightning, it blew his eardrum out and he couldn't hear. So that, that hearing, and it was completely gone. And so he's right in the middle of the preaching. And he said, God wants to do it for you right now. And he laid his hand on him and said, in the name of Jesus, and then he turned and went about preaching about his message. And next thing I know, probably 15, 20 minutes later, you see Shane walk up front and he is just bawling. His eyes are just, tears are coming down. And they gave him the mic and he went up and he said, hey, when you were preaching, when you laid your hand on me, whenever you said in the name of Jesus, something happened, there was a pop that happened. He said when that pop happened, he, his hearing was completely restored. He could hear. Amen. And I believe... Earlier, that first passage of Scripture I read, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, it said that, you know, it was talking about hiding things and, and that the, the miracles or, or things are hid from this world. And God wants us to have a miracle like that and not keep it to ourselves, but He wants us to 
go out to our friends, go out to our job and say, hey, you know what happened at church Wednesday night? Somebody who was deaf, they, their ear was popped open. They were prayed for and God healed them. God wants to show himself mighty in 2023 in this place. He wants there to be miracles and there should be miracles and there are miracles, but if you'll have the faith to believe, it's going to happen. Amen. There was another miracle that I experienced. I was in a church service and there was somebody who was in a wheelchair and they, they went up front and guess what? Somebody prayed for him in the name of Jesus and guess what? They were healed. They came up out of that wheelchair. God, and that was several years ago, but the same God today is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I know that miracle happened years ago. Both of those happened years ago. But there's another miracle that I want to share with you. I was in church one time and a lady walked up front. It was, it was a Wednesday night, just like tonight, or, or maybe it was a Sunday night. I can't remember, but she came up front and uh, the, the ministers had the oil and they were praying for her and they said, uh, we, we asked her, we said, what, are you, what is your need? What are you praying for? And she said, well, I just went to the doctor the other day, and she said they found what they think is a tumor in my lungs. She said, I'm going back later in the week, and they're going to do more x-rays and more tests, and they're going to see what the procedure is and what I have to do because of this tumor. And so she's walking there, and I just felt the Spirit of God, and I said, God's going to heal you right now. And we laid hands on her in the name of Jesus. And so she went about her business. Nothing instantly happened. We didn't know anything. But the next service, she came to me. She said, Brother Ryan, God healed me. She said, I was at the doctor, and they said that they, they ran the test. They did another x-ray, and when they did that x-ray, they said, we don't see a tumor. And they're like, there's something, like they're scratching their head. They're like, there's something wrong. That first test that you got, the, the machine made an error. You didn't have a tumor because like it was just a machine error. But we know, and she said, no, I had prayer at church, and they prayed for me, and God healed me. God healed her of a tumor. The same God who did that can do that here today. I know I don't have a whole lot of time. I wanted to share my, my main passage of Scripture, and what I wanted to share was about the prophets of Baal. And I don't know if you've ever heard that story, but it, it takes place in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 21. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 21, and it's talking about Elijah, and there was the prophets of Baal. You can read through the story yourself later on, but there was 450 of them, and basically the way the story goes is they were talking and said, you know what? Let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. So here's the prophets of Baal, 450 of them, verse 1, verse Elijah, verse the Lord thy God. And so the way the story goes, they, they have these altars, and they, they build the altar. They, they put all the wood out there. They put the sacrifice on the altar, and it came morning time, and the prophets of Baal, they said, all right, go ahead, pray to your God. Pray to Baal and see what happens. So they began to pray to Baal, and they just prayed and prayed, and they're, they're loud, and they're, they're calling out on the, you know, the name of Baal, and nothing's happening. About lunchtime, uh, Elijah, he comes out, and he's like, he starts mocking him. He's like, where's your God? Is he asleep? What's he doing? Who's he talking to? Where, where's he at? And so later on, whenever it comes Elijah's turn, it's a challenge and he has his altar. So he gets it all built up. And he said, you know what? Let's do something a little different. He said, let's go get some barrels. 
So they got four barrels and they took it out there and they poured that water onto that altar and they, they splashed it, poured it all on there. He said, that's not enough. Do it again. So they got those four barrels, filled them up with water again, splashed them all on that altar again. It's soaked at this point. You know, you can see the water running down. He said, that's not enough. Let's do it again. They fill up those barrels again the third time. Four barrels, they, they poured over that altar again, and he had a trench around it. So now there's just water everywhere. It's completely consumed. Later on, it says his prayer. He said, and it came to pass in the time of the offering and the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am the servant, and that I have done all these things that thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. This people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. And the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water and that which in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, this is the Lord. He is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. So the Bible, I know it's 2000 plus years old. These happened way back in the day. And you're saying, oh, well, like, the God who answered by fire, that happened way back in the day. That can't happen now. Oh, Ryan, you know, those miracles that you told us about, those were years ago. God's moving. And the musicians can come. I, I know I want to have plenty of time for prayer tonight if the musicians would, would come, but I've got two more testimonies that I want to share with you to increase your faith. This happened just the other day. So Thursday night, my wife and I, you know, not even a week ago, we went out and uh, we were with a bunch of friends. There was, you know, several tables of us as a buffet style. We go up and, uh, you know, we're getting food and one of our friends is with us and, you know, she disappears. And so we don't think nothing about it because there's tables and tables and you don't think nothing about it. And about two or three minutes later, her husband and little kid get up and they, they go out and leave. So we're like, okay, nothing, like no big deal. So as that happens, you know, a little bit later, we're like, hey, where, where do our friends go? Where are they at? What's, what's going on? And so somebody said she had a medical emergency. She had to go to the hospital. We're like, oh, no, like what, what's going on? Like what happened? They said that her heart was beating 160 beats a minute. They didn't know what was wrong with her. They were going to do some tests, and the doctors, you know, hooked her up, did whatever blood work, and did everything that they, they needed to do so they could figure out what they needed to do to help her. But the church began to pray. There was about 10 of us. We gathered around and we said, God, in the name of Jesus, go into that hospital room right now and touch our friend. Heal her in the name of Jesus. And so it didn't feel like anything happened. I didn't see anything happen. I didn't feel like, oh my goodness, like that was crazy. Like, but within an hour, we got a text message that said, hey, the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with me. All my levels are 100% normal. They said I'm perfect and they're releasing me to go home. Now you might say that's just a coincidence or no, it wasn't. No, we called on the name of God and the name of Jesus and she was healed. That happened just the other day. That was Thursday. That was just less than a week ago. God wants to do those miracles here tonight. I don't know if you, somebody's here who has, needs healing in their body and their mind. If 
their finances, whatever the circumstance, but the God who answers by fire is here. Miracles are contagious, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Some things don't come but through prayer and fasting. I know that there's a hunger here, but I'm going to tell you right now that if this church wants to see miracles and signs and wonders like that, somebody's going to have to say, you know what? I'm just going to set aside, you know, I might take a day or two and I'm going to have to set aside the food. I'm going to have to pray and consecrate myself to God. But I already know that that hunger is here because I can feel it. I feel it in the atmosphere. But if you want to see miracles, you want to see signs, you want to see wonders, you got to do something about it. Yeah, you got to call on God. You have to pray to him. But there's some things but don't come through prayer and through fasting. Amen? Miracles are contagious. So I just told you about that miracle that happened to our friend last Thursday. So we're excited about it. Remember how the first scripture I was talking about is hiding God. We don't need to hide God. We need to share who he is. When there's a miracle, when there's something that takes place, we need to tell people. When you begin to tell people, faith begins to increase. When faith begins to increase, more and more miracles can happen. So, two days later, Saturday, not even a week ago, my wife and I are traveling down here to Texas, and we stopped at a buddy of mine's house, or not his, well, we stopped at his house, and we're like, hey, let's go out to eat, let's catch up. So we went out, and we're eating at a Mexican restaurant, we're in there having a good time just catching up and I said you know what like how's church going for you what's God doing for you and I began to share and I told him the testimony that just happened to our friend who was in the hospital who we didn't know what was going to happen and we prayed and God healed her we told him that miracle that happened he said you know what he said I've got some miracles to tell you about that's happened over the last six months he said there was a lady who was going to her church and she ended up getting COVID and one of the side effects is she lost her smell. She couldn't smell anything and he said, you know what, Like, let's pray for her. So they prayed for her in the name of Jesus and her smell came back. God healed her of her smell. When God begins to do miracles and say, hey, God healed me of this, somebody else who had that same problem, they couldn't smell anything. A couple months later, he's telling somebody else, and like, oh, I can't smell either. Let's, let's pray for them. They pray for them. And they got healed. So my buddy's telling me this, and I said, you know what's funny? I said, my wife, she got COVID like three years ago, and her smell has not been the same. She can't smell anything. And my buddy said, hey, let's pray for her. Like, God's going to heal her. I said, yeah, let's do it. I believe he is. So when we got done eating, like, we still had our, our good time. We went out in the parking lot, not in church, not in an altar. We're in the parking lot of a restaurant. We laid hands on her and said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I didn't feel any, like I felt the power and presence of God come down right there. And I knew that God had did something, but it didn't happen instantly. The same power and the same God that I felt in that parking lot, I just felt sweep into this room. He's here. We began to drive. We get less than an hour down the road. And guess what? My wife said, I can smell. God healed her and completely restored her of her smell. So I don't care what the need is. I don't care if if you're new to church, if this is your first time and you need a miracle. Like, you you know what? Like, when God forgives sin, that's a miracle. When God touches your heart, that is a miracle. When you get baptized, that's a miracle. When you speak in other tongues as the Spirit 
God gives the utterance and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence in other tongues, that's a miracle. Those miracles are here. I believe in the next the next six months, it's going to blow your mind at how many people get baptized, how many people get the Holy Ghost, how many people are healed. I don't care what the circumstance is. I believe that God wants to show himself strong. He doesn't want us to hide it. He doesn't want us to keep it. And I know that that hunger is here. So I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if there's pain in your knee here tonight. I don't know if there's pain in your back. I don't know if you need healing of your smell. I don't know what it is. If you need a physical healing tonight, God is here. And if you'll come into this altar, God is going to do it. Amen. I believe that I feel the faith rising in this place. If you need a physical healing in your body, I want you to come. If you need the Holy Ghost tonight, I want you to come. I feel the power of God. If you need a miracle, if you want God to impart that to you, if you want to go out and reach the lost, if you want to go out, I believe God has a miracle in this place. God wants you to go forth and show. Let there be miracles released in this place right now in the name of Jesus. By the power and the authority of the word of God, in the name of Jesus, let there be miracles released in this place. Let there be healing in this place. Show 